0: Okay. You guys full transparency. We had this episode recorded, edited, ready to go. It was scheduled to publish nine 30 tonight after the episode aired. But then last night, Scott posted that picture of him and Courtney on the beach with the sunset in the back, the caption working on my night moves. Our DMS are flooded. And we were like, how are we going to have this podcast and not at least redo the intro to acknowledge this photo? Imagine having
1: the power to Instagram one photo and then causing somebody to have to redo the intro of their podcast because of one little Instagram post. I know. I know. I don't know what that says
0: about us. I don't know if it's more of a comment about him or about us, but (laughs) I mean, it was funny because the DMS from our followers, it was like a very kind of clear process as to their thoughts. Cause first it's like, guys, is this Courtney? And then it's like two minutes later, guys, I zoomed in. I think it's Courtney. And then it's like, oh my God, Courtney commented. And just watching everybody freak out in real time was so comforting because that's exactly what was going on in our heads. So we will get into the episode in literally a minute, but let's just spend the first 30 seconds talking about that because it's worthy of discussion. And as we said later on in this episode, Julie, it just feels different.
1: I know. Who did you think it was first glance? No zoom in, just first glance.
0: I had no idea. Like, I think I wanted to think it was Courtney, but then I was like, "Does Penelope just look really tall here?" But then I'm like, "Penelope's was like- Mason." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Penelope's not even on the trip."
1: I thought it was Mason, and then I was like, "Oh wait, that—that's Courtney. That's a thousand million percent Courtney."
0: Yeah, I mean, we talk about this later on in the episode. It's kind of weird doing an intro after you've done the episode, but I actually kind of like it because I can tell you guys exactly what happens. But we speak a lot about their their beach selfie and that whole thing, and. The kind of consensus that we're coming to is like, I I don't know what it is that something feels different. I don't know if there's any legitimacy to that, but it just feels like something's in the air. It feels like the
1: turning point in a rom-com.
0: Yes, that's a great way to put it. That's how I feel.
1: Like, I I acknowledge that this isn't fully anything yet, but it feels like that part where we're in limbo, where we're all acknowledging what's about to happen.
0: Right. Right. Or then of course they're just completely playing with us. And Scott likes to do that anyway. So don't, I just want to warn everyone. And I definitely warn you guys later on, but like, don't let them pull on your heartstrings too much because I don't know, I'm not sold yet, you know, as much as I want to be. I know, but it's all I can think about now. No, it's, I let you. Know. it's all I could think about when she posted that selfie. And then with Scott's picture, I was like, okay, no, stop. This is, this is not a drill. A double Instagram, both of them. I don't know. Um, Yeah. You, you love to see it though, you know? Oh, you, you absolutely do. So let me explain to you guys how this episode is going to go because it's a little different than normal, a little bit more similar to last week. So the initial plan was just to do an episode recap as we always do, but two things happened. The first was that the episode itself was a little anticlimactic, understandably so based on the content. So to do scene by scene and to kind of recap every scene would just feel boring to the listener. So the way we did that part of the episode, which will come at the end, was we kind of just spoke about the major points we want to discuss. But also Kim's 40th birthday trip happened, all the pictures were posted. So it actually gave us a good opportunity to talk about that as well. So listen, I first just want to say, I understand how much controversy, how much backlash and how tone deaf her post came across. And I promise you, we probably spend a solid 20 minutes talking about all of that before we get into like why Kylie wasn't there and the pictures of Courtney and Scott. So we are going to get into all of that, but first just give me like one to two minutes to kind of explain to you all of the details, who was there, where they stayed, how much it was, the plane, that type of stuff. And then we'll get into the controversy and then we'll get into um, the details that we all really care about. But my just general overarching statement that I want you to know before you even listen is like, we get why I came across as tone deaf. We're here to talk about it and like, don't think that we're not going to. Um, so shall we? Let's do it. So Kim and pretty much everyone from her inner circle, with the exception of Kylie, which we'll get into in a second, start Instagramming these pictures from this beautiful, scenic, yet seemingly secret location. And Kim finally posts on Instagram and also on Twitter and says, 40 and feeling so humbled and blessed. There's not a single day that I take for granted, especially during these times when we're all reminded of the things that truly matter. For my birthday this year, I couldn't think of a better way to spend it than with some of the people who have helped shape me into the woman I am today. Before COVID, I don't think any of us truly appreciated what a simple luxury it was to be able to travel and be together with family and friends in a safe environment. After two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. We danced, rode bikes, swam near whales, kayaked, watched a movie on the beach, and so much more. I realized that for most people, this is something that is so far out of reach for right now, So in moments like these, I'm humbly reminded of how privileged my life is. Hashtag, this is 40. I promise you we are going to get into that entire thing. Just let me get through the details. So first, let's go through the guest list. And again, this isn't everyone, but just some of the major players that we saw. Of course, Kim and Kanye, Scott and Courtney. Mason was the only kid that we saw, but it doesn't mean the others weren't there, but that was the only one that we saw in pictures. Chris and Corey, Chloe and Tristan, Rob was there, Kendall and Devin Booker, as of the time we're recording this, she hadn't posted pictures with him, but you can see him in the background of some of the other people's pictures. Fai, Harry Hudson, Lala, Simon and Pip, Mindy Weiss, Kim's group of lifers, which is like Alison Statter, etc. Tracy and her husband, Steph Shepp and Larry Jackson, Simone, Chris Appleton, their photographer, Pierre. And I'm guessing a couple of other people that were maybe missing, but that was the core group. So we're going to estimate around 30 to 35 people, maybe a little bit more with staff. So I don't know, let's say somewhere between 30 and 40 people. So the first kind of footage that we see from this trip after the pictures is Tracy was the first one to post videos from the plane. It was ridiculous. She wrote air KKW and it was a seven forty-seven. It was owned by crystal cruises. And just to give you perspective, the plane fits 88 people and every seat has a lay flat bed. So there weren't 88 people on the flight, but just to put into context kind of how big it is with every single person getting their own lay flat bed. And according to a lot of different people online, the estimated cost is $55,000 an hour. It takes roughly eight to 10 hours each way. So that totals out to approximately $1 million just for the flight. It's just, I know. So then in terms of the location, they hadn't said anything, but of course the internet is ridiculously fast and forensic. And the internet finds out that it was at the Brando in French Polynesia. So this is a luxury resort on um, a private island in French Polynesia. And apparently the resort features 35 villas on white sand beaches. It was started by Marlon Brando Jr., who was an American actor and film director. In a 2014 Vanity Fair article entitled, Guess How Much It Cost to Sand Marlon Brando's Private Island? It says between $2,400 and $7,400 per night. So keep in mind that plus 35 villas, we're in the millions for this entire trip. It's really just something out of the, something that I don't think to your average person you can even conceptualize. COVID aside, like that's an entire element. But I, I think even for a lot of celebrities to rent an entire private island for you and your closest 35 friends, like that's serious money, right? You know, like, The A-Rod and J-Los of the world can do it. The Ditties of the world can do it, of course. But not every single A-lister celebrity is doing that.
1: No, definitely not. And I would say that most probably would choose not to even do that, even if they had the ability to.
0: Totally. It's all about what you choose to spend your money on. Right. Before we get into all of the controversy around it, because we, of course, are going to discuss that, I do just want to mention, I guess I can't say with like 1 million percent certainty, but I'm 99.999 percent sure that Kylie wasn't there, which is... Honestly, it was the biggest topic of conversation. And it was interesting the way that the public kind of received that, which we'll get into in a minute, but there's a lot there. So I feel like we should put a pin in that, but keep that in the back of your mind because we're going to get into that eventually. I know I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on that, Jewel.
1: Um, it's always in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah. Also, Malika and Khadija weren't there. I saw Malika comment saying, like, wish we could have been there. So I don't know if it was because of Malika's baby. I think Khadija is currently pregnant, isn't she?
1: Yes, probably a mix of those two things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, anyone that you would have expected to be there but wasn't, I would imagine there was some other reason. But just to calm everybody's uh, nerves, Larsa Pippen was
1: not present. So, <laughs> I mean, but you did see that she posted for Kim's birthday on her Insta story, right? I don't think we spoke about that last week, but yes, of course, I saw it. I don't think we did either, which is so crazy. I like, had forgotten about it when we were recording, I think.
0: Someone someone tweeted and was like, classic Larissa choosing a picture where she looks so good and Kim, like the one picture Kim looks eh. <laughs>
1: right. She literally, do you know how hard you have to look for a picture where you look good and Kim doesn't? There's I probably know. one of those in existence of like anybody who's ever met her. I know. Total. Let's start
0: by kind of just talking about the general response to all of this because the second after Kim tweets that, it becomes a viral meme. And so everyone is tweeting the one line that said, after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island, where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. And you saw everyone from, you know, Derek Peth from The Bachelor posting Bachelor in Paradise. You saw Evan Ross Katz posting from, uh, you know, that episode of Housewives of New York. Like it really did turn into a viral meme. I'm not going to say faster than most things do, but the internet was incredibly fast on this one.
1: Yes, it worked. It worked as the internet does.
0: Okay, so let me first start by going down, I think, kind of the major responses that came as a result of this, and then we can get into a discussion. But there were a bunch of different schools of thought, and let me just list the ones that we saw. So there were the people that thought this level of extravagance is ridiculous, you know, COVID aside, regardless of whether or not COVID is a thing, this level of extravagance is ridiculous, and there's no need that this should exist. Then there were the people that thought, you know, this type of extravagance is fine, but during COVID, it just feels a little tone deaf. Then there were the people that thought it's fine to go, but there was just no need to post it. Then there were the people that thought it was fine to go and even to post about it, but just the caption was incredibly tone deaf and insensitive. Then there were a lot of people that were asking questions as to, you know, okay, you guys were quarantined, but what about the staff? What about their safety, et cetera? And then there were the people that kind of loved this, saw it as a form of escapism and felt like it was you know, they were living vicariously through them. And then there were the people that I think were just kind of indifferent and just watching it all unfold. You also may be a mix of some of those that may not act absolutely outline any of the way that you're feeling, but those are kind of the general thoughts that we've gathered from our DMs, from Twitter, from everything. Is that accurate? Totally accurate. Yes. Okay. So I guess the best way to do it is kind of to just like dive in because my personal first thought about it is like, I think any criticism or upset that anybody has is totally valid. Like you're allowed to feel whatever way that you want to feel. I also recognize that right now is a very sensitive time. And so I think even if some of the anger could potentially be misdirected, like it's understandable that certain things could trigger you. I don't think anybody is completely, this is a really stressful time for a lot of people. And so I can understand any sort of reaction. For me personally, it was more so about the Tone of posting that I kind of can understand the upset with. Because I guess for me, it's like in terms of the way that people want to spend their money, like, no, I can never per- for myself imagine that. I don't think any of us can imagine like a couple million dollars just for a weekend. But that's so outside of any realm of my possibility that I'm not even going to go there. But I don't really feel like it's my place to tell Kim how she can or cannot spend her money because we don't know what she does behind the scenes. But I think just to reread the one part of her post that kind of went viral was, after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. I think to me, it's like, I get what you're trying to do, totally. However, none of this is normal. <laughs> like it, the idea of recreating normalcy, COVID aside is what's so... Uh, Is what's so crazy. And like, I actually genuinely think for me, what it shows is like it's not just that the Kardashians are out of touch with this reality, and understandably so, they haven't been living in it. But I also think they're the people that they maybe filter their things through also are so in tune to their reality that I don't even think this would have come across as tone deaf if they read it to 10 people in the room and saw how the caption felt. And that is where I think there's like this disconnect between the Kardashians and then quote normal people.
1: Yeah. I totally agree with that. I actually think it's funny that you say that, that you think that if they had read it to a bunch of people, they wouldn't have thought anything of it. I actually think that one step further, they thought it was a great thing. Like I think the fact that they hit all the bases where they covered, you know, how humbled she is and how privileged she's reminded of her life and how they were aiming for normalcy amongst and acknowledging this, you know, crazy time. I think in their heads, they thought they hit every point they needed to in order to put this forward with like, their base is somewhat covered. They knew they were going to get backlash for this. They're not stupid. But I think they thought that if they worded their Instagram correctly or in what they thought was correctly, that they could avoid some of it, but instead they made it worse. Well, exactly.
0: I don't think that they presumed that the backlash would have come from Primarily the wording of the post, because if you were going to disagree with them going, you were going to disagree regardless. So it didn't matter what they said. But I think that Kim was maybe doing a little bit of damage control, something that she's normally, I guess, good at, and it just kind of backfired. Listen, I am a fucking Kim stan, absolutely. However, just because you love someone doesn't mean you can't acknowledge when they do something that just comes across as really wrong. And I think that I, I personally, and this is just my belief, and I respect anyone that feels differently. I personally don't feel comfortable saying she should. that's not how she should spend her money. I don't think that's fair. I don't know what I would do if I was worth a billion dollars. I can't say that I wouldn't take my best friends to an island for $2 million for a weekend. And I don't think any of us can say what we would do until we were in the situation. I can say though, pretty confidently that in the middle of a pandemic, I can't imagine ever posting it with that caption. The flip side to that is like, And this was feedback that we got also in our DMs of people being like, I don't understand why people are so upset. They post every single thing about their lives. Why are people only wanting them to post it when it's not something that's gonna upset them? This is just their lives. They're posting it. And for me, I haven't left my house in three months. And to me, this is a form of escapism rather than a source of fury. So like, I really think it depends on the way that you're looking at it. And I really do see all sides.
1: I totally do too. I think that anybody, any way you feel about this is completely valid. I understand the reaction of most of the internet and I think that it was an expected reaction I think honestly if I was Kim it has nothing to do for me personally exactly what you said I'm not here to tell her how to spend her money or what she should or shouldn't have done for her birthday I think that the caption could have been different or nothing I think that she could have posted a little less I think that it was the caption coupled with the fact of like You now have your entire, if you follow them, right? You now have your entire feed filled with people saying, like, best trip of our lives, greatest thing ever. Can't believe this is real. Can't believe this is our lives. And if you're not somebody who sits there and looks at those things being like, wow, that's so cool. I'm so happy they're showing this to us because it gets, we get to feel like we're with them and, you know, they're doing this because they want us to see it. The flip side of that is you looking and being like, wow, I'm literally sitting here miserable. I can't do all of these things I want to do because of Corona, but I'm so glad Kim and her millions of dollars gets to go on a trip. And I understand both sides of that. And I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have a little bit of each. So I think the Kardashians are not in a tough position when they do this. That's not the word I want to choose, but also like, there are people who are used to showing their lives and they're used to their fans wanting to see those things. So if they're here to appease their fans who want to see what they're doing and want to see their trips and want to see the extravagance and the custom things that they do on a 747, then yeah, this is absolutely what those people want to see. The flip side of that is that you're not going to please everybody and most people are going to end up really upset with you right and i would actually
0: i would actually even say i think a lot of their fans were upset i mean i even saw people dming us saying listen i love the kardashians but this was really off and most of the people personally that we saw in our dms that were saying this were most of the people that were saying like i don't care that she went like do whatever you want but it's more so the way that it was expressed because for me listen i'm not telling anyone how to how to live their lives like at the end of the day None of us can control what anybody else does. And I don't don't know. I guess it's really hard to say what you would do in this situation. But like for me, these pictures were still going to exist in three months or four months when the numbers weren't on the rise. You know what I mean? And I just think that... I actually really think what it speaks to is like a larger conversation of... I don't think the Kardashians remember a time when not posting every ounce of their days was a thing. And so that's, you know, like if the if the thought process was like, oh, we should wait, but we just can't, I don't know, right? I'm just kind of I'm just spitballing here. I have no idea. I can't believe it just said spitballing. That was such a gross term. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm just
1: that's okay. I, I didn't even think anything of it.
0: Oh my god, that was a gross term. I'm so sorry to anybody that heard that. I guess I meant I'm just ideating on this. Is that a better word?
1: Yeah. You can say
0: spitballing them. You no, know, it makes me think of like Adam Sandler and Billy Madison when he's like. I don't know, weren't they like blowing spitballs? I can't talk about it. We have to move on from that. But I'm just coming, I'm hypothesizing here um, that I I wonder if like it feels almost impossible for them to not post. And that would would be a little bit more of a concerning thing. I don't know, right? Like I'm sure that if Kim got up there and she explained her point that she would tur- she would convince a lot of people. And also there were some people she would never convince. I don't know, I don't, you know, she can do whatever she feels but like i would never want it to be the thing of like just because we like the kardashians we can't acknowledge when something is in, comes across as incredibly tone deaf we're not crazy like no we're not crazy <laughs> I, something that no but i something that really bothers me and i and i wish what i wish i could say to people is like i understand your pain and your fear of of this idea of um, what covid is doing to you right now like of course i can't say that i understand what position every single person is in, but I know what it's like to be terrified about losing someone close to you. I mean, I literally... I can't, I'm terrified of leaving my house. Every time I go to the grocery store, I come back and I almost have an anxiety attack and I'm going to kill my dad. So I get it. The idea of doing all these, all of these things is like a foreign concept to me. And I can completely understand as somebody who may have not been able to see your parents or your grandparents or your children in a really long time, how upsetting this was. And that's a valid concern. And you are allowed to feel that way. And you know what, if taking it out on the Kardashians is what you need to do right now to get through it. Like, so be it. You know what I mean? They're going to be okay. Like, I don't mean taking it out on them. Personally victimizing them in their comment section. But if in your mind you want to take your mental frustration out on them, you can do it. You have every single right to. This is a really unprecedented, bizarre time. And I can totally understand why seeing this multi million dollar trip in your face constantly is really upsetting to you. So if that's you, I hear you, I see you, and I get it. Like, no bullshit. I really do get it. I guess for me personally, the way that I've always viewed it is like, I don't even put them on the same plane as us. So it's almost like, how could I get upset with an alien for what they're doing on Mars? That's not, I don't live on Mars. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. as, as, much as, as much as we find these moments of relatability with them, I don't find it enough to be upset because no COVID could never be a thing, and this is not something I could ever do. I'll take a nice trip, I'll treat myself to a couple of days, but I'm not getting me and 35 of my best friends an island for the weekend.
1: No, of course. Listen, the Kardashians have a permanently distorted sense of reality. And no matter the way we feel or the public feels, you'll never be able to change their reality. You can change their minds. You can change the way they post. You can express your frustrations and your opinions and your upset, but you'll never change their reality. So, like for example, this is just a quick note on that. John Mulaney has a stand-up where he talks about um, like when Mick Jagger came to host SNL and how like Mick Jagger would stick out his hand and a Diet Coke would just appear. And what John Mulaney says in a standup is he's like, if you stuck out your hand and every time you want a Diet Coke, a Diet Coke just appeared, you would never do that bullshit way we all talk through life, which is like, can I please have a Diet Coke when you get a chance? Like, if you stuck out your hand and want to like that's your new reality, that's how you're going to live your life. And I think that we forget for a moment that we are not living the same reality as the Kardashians, as insensitive and tone deaf as we all know it is. It's not even a thinking. It is 100 percent absolutely tone deaf and insensitive. They are never going to understand that point of view because it's just not the reality that they live in.
0: It's a, it's a. That's a perfect, like a perfect way to put it. And that John Mulaney example was incredibly apropos. Exactly. It's we are living in two different worlds, and whether or not you believe that they have a responsibility, like I think on a certain level they do. However, that idea of normalcy is so far gone so you have right. to choose this is this is what they're always this is what they've done this is what they will continue to do and so if you think the good outweighs the bad and you choose to be a, a fan and a follower then that's your personal choice and if you don't i can respect that too i'm not going to tell you who to like you know what i mean like this i'll be honest with you this trip is not going to make me not like him that's just that right. personally I'm, i can't lie and tell you that it is however of course i can understand why people are upset that was a that <laughs> Let me read it just one more time. The last time, after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. It's the last. It's the last line. There's, as I said before, there is no ounce of normalcy in any of this, COVID or no COVID, and that is what is so warped. And at, honestly, we're living in two different worlds here.
1: Right. I mean, there is some responsibility there, but yes, it's it's two different worlds. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay. Now to talk about the other things from the trip, because there's a lot to just analyze. First off, I know everybody wants to talk about Kylie not being there. And I obviously do too. I saw a million different theories. I saw some people saying that she was in Houston with Travis for work. That's why she couldn't. Some people saying she's pregnant. Some people saying she's, you know, she was just over it. I have absolutely not an ounce of an idea, but I would first love to hear your thoughts. And then I guess I'll respond.
1: I don't even know because I can't think of something more Kylie Jenner than taking a 747 to a private island in French Polynesia that Marlon Brando owned. So like, I can't imagine that Kylie had something that was more Kylie of her to do unless she bought a separate French Polynesian island and just wanted to stay there alone. No, I, exactly. And,
0: and also the other thing is some people were like, well, maybe she knew the bad PR that was going to come from it. And I'm like, I hear you. For anyway. But I was gonna say I hear you and I respect that mindset, but I'm telling you that's not the case because this is the same girl that jetted off to Paris with not a care in the world. Yes, it was under the guise of business, but like, trust me, at that point, that that's not the reason.
1: Um, And also, put her daughter in a twelve thousand dollar Birkin backpack for her first day of being homeschooled. Right, exactly. So trust me,
0: she's not worried about the optics. It did make me wonder, though. You know, like again, if I'm being totally honest with you guys, I. Feel like I'm. I've been getting this increasing sense of frustration with Kylie, whether it's warranted or not, of the sense of entitlement that seems to be like oozing from her. Oh my god, what is wrong with me today? I just said oozing. I don't know. That I don't. Know. Even way worse than spitballing, by the way. I am so sorry, you guys. I don't know what is going on. But it's, it's true. Like I just have felt this mounting sense of frustration by the display of entitlement. And some could say it was there this whole time, and maybe it was, but just the editing on those episodes, the way that it's being shown, it really comes across like that. So of course, there's a part of me that's like, oh, she just thought she was too good. But then I'm like, okay, no way. There had to have been a reason.
1: There has to have been a reason. I don't know what it is. If she's pregnant, that's the best reason I've ever heard in my life. That would be um cool if she went to Houston with Travis or chose a trip with Travis over this, then there must be something more there and they must be back together because I can't imagine another scenario. I don't know. I think that, I think that if we hadn't seen so much of Kylie being MIA and all of these family events leading up to this, we wouldn't think twice about it. We'd be like, Oh, there's something that she must've had to do. Like I feel so bad. She couldn't be there. But because we've seen a whole thing of leading up of her not being there and being MIA and being absent and being like, where the fuck is Kylie? This just made it be like, okay, this is getting weird.
0: I know, I completely, completely agree with that. I, I, Yeah, I just, I'm very curious to be honest with you. I guess also another thing though that I've been thinking about is I saw a reaction a lot on Twitter of people being like, what could Kylie Jenner possibly be doing to miss up this opportunity? Like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And again, is when I urge, Everyone listening, and also you and I, to remember like, no, it's not. It's not a once in a lifetime opportunity because if on next Tuesday she decided she wanted to take her closest five friends to a private island for $2 million for three days, she could do it. So it's, I think that we often view things under our lens of like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever, but it's not that crazy for her. It's crazy, but it's not that crazy. For me, the once in a lifetime element is more so the fact that it was Kim's 40th birthday. And as I've said last week, and we'll say repeatedly, Kim paved the way for you.
1: Yes, I agree 100%. I mean, listen, that's just information we don't have right now. So I'm very curious about it, but I, I have no idea. Add that to the list of questions we would be dying to ask though, let me tell you. I, that's like the first thing. Remember when him and the Jennifer Lawrence interview happened. And she's like, do you think it's weird that Reggie Bush's kids look exactly like your kids and his wife looks exactly like you? Like, and that was the first thing she asked. That's what I, if they walked in, I'd be like, do you think it's weird that Kylie didn't come on your trip?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And also why wasn't Kylie the 40th birthday fake filming?
1: Yeah. Like Kylie, you were together. I gotta
0: know. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. Also, last thing before we get to Courtney and Scott, because that is the best palette cleanser I could ever imagine, I want to just quickly talk about Kylie's Insta story. And in her Insta story, it was a video of her, but you could hear Chris, and she was like, My mom just got back. Is there anything you want to say? And Chris was like, We only live once. You know, how do you know you want to be able to do everything that you can in the time that you're here? Kind of basically saying like this YOLO attitude. I don't know if 100% it was in response to the trip, but I would imagine it was because Kylie started by saying my mom just got back. So that was kind of the message that she was giving out. And I guess that's like the statement that she's going with. Again, I don't think they're necessarily going to make a public statement on this, but that's kind of, I guess, where Chris's head was at in case anybody was wondering.
1: Exactly. That's my was my thought too.
0: Also further confirmation that Kylie wasn't there because she wrote, she just, she said, my mom just got back.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Shall we talk Courtney and Scott? Please. It's the only thing I can think about ever, every single day, every second.
0: Okay. So let me just set the scene for you. I'm just sitting on my couch, minding my business, scrolling through Instagram. And all of a sudden I see Courtney posts a two slide post. The first one is a selfie of her on the beach with Scott. The second one is a selfie of them riding their bikes. The caption is selfie, selfie. And my heart drops. I obviously send it to Julian and Isabel and all of a sudden our DMs are flooded hundreds of people being like, guys, SOS, guys, SOS. So of course our first reaction is like, clearly we're reaching here. But then our followers start to get in our head and they're like, did you see Simon's comment? Did you see Chloe's comment? What does that mean? Because they're commenting hearts. I am here to tell you personally, my stance, I want to celebrate this. I want to celebrate the fuck out of this. Actually, I will say, but I can't get my hopes there because it's not that abnormal for Courtney and Scott to take a selfie together and then to post it. Like, this is my dream come true. This is literally my porn. I can't express to you there's anything I want more from two people that I don't know. Like I I can't, I can't find words to express how badly I want them together. Nothing that I could say I could do it justice. However, I can't deal with any more heartbreak. So I'm not prepared to say I think this is a sign, but I am prepared to say, as always, I am cautiously optimistic.
1: Right. Cautiously optimistic is the perfect way to describe it. I don't know why this one hit differently. I don't even know if it hit me differently. I think it hit everybody differently. Like our inboxes definitely reacted a little bit differently than normally to this because I feel like they have posted selfies before. But I guess him and Sophia being 100% broken up, them being on vacation. I don't know. I just, I'm not kidding. I It's my favorite thing in the entire world, how badly everybody wants them to get back together.
0: Oh, I was going to say, if you do a quick scroll in their comment section, it is like, I, obviously I know everybody doesn't listen to our podcast, although I wish that they did because could you imagine if everyone who commented on Courtney's uh, Instagram yeah. was... Of-
1: yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I get out of ourselves here. <laughs> I'm just
0: going to read you guys the, the like top 10 comments after the blue checks. Imagine them back together. My eleven eleven wishes that you get back together. I ship this so hard, Court. Can you get back together? Favorite couple every day forever. Oh, please tell me you guys are getting it back on. Courtney, are you trying to break the internet? Like this is not a drill is is in terms of the way that people view this. And I obviously am right there with you guys. I just, I, I don't know. I'm trying to really calm myself. And the other hypothesis I have as to why this was a little bit different is because so many of the times we see them posting together alone, it's because they're with the kids. And this was not a trip that had anything to do with the kids. Like Mason was there, but that doesn't mean anything. So maybe that's why people viewed
1: it a little differently. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just so crazy. And every time they're together or like they post together or someone's talking about them, all I can think about is how badly I want them to get back together. And then all I can think about is how I wasn't team them get back together for a little while, which is like so crazy to me. Right? Like, I can't believe you let me get away with that. No, but you weren't
0: wrong, Julie. I think that you, it was, you were acknowledging you were being realistic, you're very much a realist. And I think you were being realistic about where they were both at
1: Now I'm gonna get my heart broken if they don't get back together. The other thing was that we really like Sophia. Yes, that's also true.
0: Right, so it's it's so much easier to want that when you don't like the person that someone's dating, but I'm just not of the school of belief of like automatically hate that person just because they happen to be dating the person I want someone else to be with. Like, I think that that's really unhealthy in real life and with celebrities. Like, you just can't do that. You have to give the person the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Right. With the exception of like, sarah and russell wilson like they need to just stick with it anybody else
1: and they will don't worry don't worry do not even stress about that one
0: yeah but i like sophia and so she was good to scott corny seemed happy i wasn't a huge Eunice fan but i think i just was a little bit um i just hated that one comment that he left on her picture and i don't think that's fair of me to judge it based on that right i'm sure he's a great guy i just did not i felt it felt very kind of controlling um so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we obviously will see, trust me, you guys, if there's a group manifestation, like know that I'm leading it and I'm with you, a thousand million percent. but you there's been too much upset this year. We can't get our hopes too high. I'm telling you we just can't. and i'm the, I'm a dreamer. I am like the biggest dreamer, but I feel like we have to stay a little bit centered just for our own personal sakes.
1: I so agree with you. I so agree with you. Anything else
0: you want to mention about this trip or that that part of the conversation? No, I think that's it. I think that's it too. I mean there's a lot. I also should, you know, but I'm sure by the time that this comes out more things will will come out about all of this and I'm completely aware of that, but we're doing the best we can for what's currently out while we're recording. So. Exactly. Okay. Let's take a deep breath. Let's let's throw in an ad here and kind of reset the scene and then come back. How's that? Sounds good to me, Kiddo. Okay. See you guys on the other side. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, moving on to our second segment, which is much more about you know tonight's episode. And I will just say the irony of all of this is that this episode centers around the severity and the seriousness of COVID. And we see Chloe sick and Kanye sick, et cetera. And it happens to come out the same week as the, you know, Kim's birthday. So the irony is not lost on, on us at all. And I, again, we are recording this before the episode actually came out, but I can only imagine what the internet is going to say about that. So keep that all at the top of your (laughs) minds. But Again, we're not gonna go scene by scene for this because it's just simply unnecessary. But the major points here was that Chloe and Kanye both tested positive for Corona. MJ was self quarantined alone. She was just coming off of her fracture and we see Chris feel incredibly helpless and I think just scared and sad as to her mom's loneliness. We see Malika giving birth and Chloe not able to be there. And we see Scott and Courtney together in Palm Springs with the kids kind of as part of their quarantine. So, those are the major points to hit on. There's obviously a couple of other nuanced intricacies, but those are the major themes here. Right. I think we start with Chloe and the whole, you know, her whole sickness and surrounding that. And I just more so mean the way that the family was kind of processing it in real time versus us looking at it now. We can recognize, but, you know, to see that doctor come into her room with no PPE clearly just shows the lack of understanding that the country had as to the virus.
1: Oh yeah. It was interesting watching it back. I know we've spoken about this so many times about how we feel having to relive it again, but it is interesting trying to remember what it was like to not know exactly what precautions you needed to take. What was a hundred percent necessary to know not to go near anybody in a mask. I couldn't believe that Kim and the doctor and Chloe all weren't in masks. Um, I couldn't believe that Kim went to her house in the first place. Well, it's kind of like how last episode, I believe it was last episode, we're coming off of
0: Chloe being in Kendall's kitchen and she's in a mask, which her head is on the counter. She's not feeling good. And it's like, now if you have even the slightest tickle in your throat, you're in your room alone. You're not seeing anyone. So for Chloe to voluntarily go to Kendall's architectural digest shoot when a million other people were there, it's not her fault at the time. We didn't know that's like, you know, she had her mask. She thought she was doing her due diligence, but again, it's watching it now. It's a little bit anxiety provoking.
1: Oh, incredibly so. And also, it was so hard to watch the family kind of have to not be able to be with her and Chloe not be able to be taking care of anybody because that's the worst. But I will say, um, I think the most interesting part of Chloe being sick, which is like a shitty thing to say, by the way, I heard it come out, um, but was Tristan stepping up. And I will bet that the fact that they're together has a lot to do with the way that Tristan was while Chloe was sick.
0: Oh, I so agree with that. I... You know something that I find with Chloe sometimes, and maybe you won't agree with this. Or I don't know if you guys will agree with this, but I sometimes feel like she goes out of her way to paint him in a positive light. Which I know you're thinking back to the episodes where she was like screaming and and you know not at all. But I, I do think well, like even then, yeah, even then, she never is going to go as hard against him publicly as I feel like she may want to. And so here I was like a little. Curious as to was she just playing it up for public perception, but then I realized like nobody else was there, so he he was doing he was doing the dad duty. You know she made it a point to say he has his own house, he doesn't live here, but he's stepping up.
1: Well, also two things: one, when she says things and paints him in a positive light, that's not for us, that's for her. That's not to protect him, that's not for our benefit. That is for her own sanity of the way she feels about him
0: yeah well i agree with you like mostly i do think there's a little sliver of it makes it easier for her if the public perception is a little bit better
1: a hundred percent that's what i mean like yeah a hundred percent that's exactly what i mean like a lot of it is she doesn't want to bash true's dad she doesn't want us to technically hate him because she cares about him not like yes all of those things are the thing but the main thing is she wants the public perception to be there so that when she is back together with him or announces she's back together, everything's in place for her to be like, I never said this about him. I never did anything wrong. Like I never badmouthed him to everybody. hundred percent. That's the case. Um, but also what was so great about Tristan in this episode is that he not only stepped up and took care of true. He was coming and bringing her meals every day, asking her what she wanted for breakfast, lunch and dinner, doing everything that he needed to do by her and by true, which was a huge, huge game changer, I think, in terms of the way Chloe could feel about depending on him.
0: Right. And what I want to make sure that we emphasize here, and I I know I say this a lot because I think it's such an important message that isn't communicated enough just generally of like when you are someone's partner or you are the father of their child and you guys have a good relationship at a time when they're really sick, that is what you do. So like, I don't like this this concept that exists in our society of like giving men the bare minimum so that's not what we're doing here at all like that is what he should have done every single second any any uh you know kind hearted partner who cares about their significant other or the mother of their child would do this but i guess just speaking from where tristan was coming from i get that the bar is low but like yes i guess it's it is fair to acknowledge that he did step up in a way that i don't think other people thought he would
1: yeah and also just in terms of not even explaining us not even us giving him any sort of you know larger validation than he needs or you know larger whatever just about chloe's mindset and chloe's thought process on the way that tristan is and how that would contribute to her being able to trust him and want to be with him again Yeah, no, exactly, completely. My one other thing that I was going to say about Chloe being sick was how sweet was it when Scott said to Kim that he sent Chloe cookies and Kim's like, you sent her cookies? And Scott's like, yeah, I always sent her black and white cookies when she's sick.
0: It was adorable. I just, I love Scott. I love their relationship. Also, I love how it's not even a known thing. Like it's just him and Chloe's thing.
1: I I couldn't love something more.
0: What I was going to say about the last thing regarding Chloe's sickness is, honestly, I know we speak a lot about their houses and like, where you would want to be and what, what elements of their houses are the most exciting, I'm telling you, I think I could die happy on that chaise in Chloe's bedroom, the one that Kim was sitting on. So agree. Imagine just, it's a little bit cold. It's a little bit you know chilly in the morning. You curl up there with a really, really cozy blanket. You have a hot cup of tea. You're reading a book. Like That, to me, is the spot. And if I lived in her house, that would be where I would go every single morning and every single night.
1: I couldn't agree more. You're 100% correct. I
0: kind of just like closed my eyes and was envisioning myself on that. And wow. <laughs> That was great. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Let's move on now to the Kim and Kanye element of it all, shall we? We shall. Really, the only thing that I want to say here is like, this was, we were witnessing in real time Kim's kind of, uh, harsh confrontation with taking care of the kids and doing it all on her own. And like, I, again, just to play to the people that are going to be upset about this, I understand that 90% of America does this without help. However, that's not her reality. She does it with help. So for her, it was a change to not have help. She also was living in this massive house. Like it was totally different for her. And to watch her kind of navigate that in real time, I found was interesting to watch.
1: And dealing with the kids was so funny. That one scene where she's making the mac and cheese and Saint's like, oh my God, I love this. And she's like, really? You never like mac and cheese. It's like, yeah, because you're giving him Annie's. Obviously he loves it now.
0: I know. Oh my God.
1: Give the kid the shaped easy Mac. You'll He'll never eat anything else again. I love Annie's. Yeah, totally. I mean, also, who doesn't?
0: Also when she's showing the forts. Oh, adorable. Those kids love a fort. Those kids love a fort. North is a straight up architect. But also I remember watching those stories in real time when she was posting it of like opening it and seeing Chicago and Saint in there.
1: Oh my God. The cutest thing in the entire world and North bringing down some. No, forget about it. I can't handle.
0: Also when they're walking, when her and Saint, cause then I want to move into MJ, but when her and Saint are walking to Chris's house and you know, this entire thing was self-filmed and it was kind of their first experience doing it without a production crew. I just texted Julian Isabel and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm every single time in awe of Kim's beauty. Like, I know she's had work done, but it's different. You can't compare it to a lot of other people. There's Kim just naturally is an absolutely strikingly beautiful woman. Oh my God, beyond so. It's really its next level. It is its next level. And how cute was Saint when he just wanted to be near Chris? No, I I can't handle it. I really can't. I know. Also, one other thing just related to the kids, not to this episode though, we can probably talk about it next week, but Kim was posting all of the flowers that she got today. And in the background, you hear North and Kim's like, oh my God, Jeff Lethem, I am dying. And North is like, no, you're not. You would be in the ground if you were dying. Yeah. <laughs> just an expression. Like North was on her. She's like, these are so pretty. North's like, they're not that pretty. And I'm just like, oh my God, you are your father's daughter.
1: You are your father's daughter. She cracks me up.
0: A 15-year-old Northwest is gonna give Kim a run for her money, Julie.
1: Oh, I c I can't even wait. I just am so excited for that. Yeah. Because if we thought that Mason on TikTok was good, wait till wait till North's doing the same things. I, completely.
0: I want to talk, I want to end with MJ, but I quickly want to talk about Malika because you know you, you see Malika is giving birth, and not only could Khadija not even be in the room, but Chloe couldn't even be at the hospital. And I think that this this is an element of like talk about relatability. So many women that were giving birth couldn't have anyone. Some couldn't even have their spouses in the room with them. And so I just felt like this was out of this entire situation, like one of the most relatable elements to so many people. I'm sure she was in the best suite in Cedar Sinai, etc. But you know, her pregnancy was impacted by COVID, just like the rest of us, and not the rest of us. Just, oh my God. <laughs> um, but that was me knocking on one in case anybody know. Um, but also like chloe's genuine upset and like sadness and almost how distraught she was of not being able to be there for malika in that moment was really i think very special
1: yeah of course i think that was like the theme throughout the episode though was like everybody's frustration and upset with not being able to be there for each other like chris not being able to take care of chloe was like breaking my heart because i just i when you're that sick and nobody you can't even have anybody with you i can't even imagine that's like I mean, I know how I get when I'm sick. So that's my worst nightmare. Um, And then the whole thing with MJ and not being able to take care of MJ and be there with MJ was just like the hardest part for me.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to move into. I know it's a little bit of a somber end, but I mean, thank God she ended up being okay. But when I was sitting there watching Chris and she's telling them, you know, please FaceTime her. She's feeling kind of alone. And you see Chris just feeling so helpless. And like, even when they finally get her out and she's in the Palm Springs house and they're sitting there together and she's kind of keeping her distance and like, it was just, I don't, I don't really know. I get, there were so many different emotions going through my brain and uh, it was, it was a lot to watch.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, like that was the most difficult part of my quarantine was not being able to see my grandparents for a while, or when I was with them, not even being able to be like so close to them. So like, Just watching the whole thing with MJ, just like it hit me so hard.
0: So hard, you know? But also then I think of like, oh my God, Chris is so lucky. She is 60, whatever, and she has her 85-year-old mother. Like that is the most beautiful gift. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that MJ is is even able to be with her, like that's so beautiful and that they can go to Palm Springs together and they can have that alone time. Like that is such a gift, you know?
1: Oh my God. I mean, you know, I always say the fact that all of the all of mj's grandkids all of the girls get to have their grandmother know their kids is like i i I can't even fathom how special that is like the fact that mason is really old enough to know mj that north is old enough penelope's old enough like that i can't think of a more special thing
0: no i mean i i can't i you know you and i both have you know, you have, and I had just really exceptionally close relationship with our grandparents. And so every time I see children and I think that they get it, like, I don't think that they're oblivious to it, the young ones, but every time I see children that have their grandparents, I always did. I'm like, cherish every single second because they are the wisest people you'll ever meet. Oh my like God. there's nothing like the knowledge and the love and the guidance that you're going to get from a grandparent. So I hope that they're taking in every ounce of MJ because they're so blessed to have her.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, it's true.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything else episode wise you want to mention?
1: No, I think next week's going to be good. I think you'll see a lot more of the kids and, and, uh, the preview for it was when Kim was doing that Insta story and she's like, guys, my kids are driving me crazy. And North all of a sudden is like, Hey, that's not nice. I know. I'm telling you, I, North is like, it's going to make it. Yeah.
0: North is, uh, North is a one of a kind.
1: Yeah. N- one of a kind. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we love you guys,
0: and we will see you next week for our regular episode. Again, thank you for everything. And listen, I get it. You know, we love the Kardashians as much as the next guy, but we totally get it. They're not perfect. No one is. And like, they're going to do things that are going to upset you, and that's okay. You're allowed to be upset. So I don't just would never want anyone to think that like we are blind to that because we absolutely are not. And so we get it. That was and, yeah, love you guys, and we will see you on Monday.